0: Uh, and at, at this point in the parable, everybody's like, wow, um, that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. Everybody's, everybody gets a chance. Yeah. Everybody's equal. It does, And everybody's on board for it.
1: What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. In this week's episode, Jesus is explaining what the kingdom of heaven is like by comparing it to a generous landowner who hires laborers to work in his vineyard at all times of the day, promising to pay them whatever is right. Everyone is on board if this is what heaven is like. Things take a turn at the end of the day when the landowner pays the workers an equal amount, regardless of how long they work. Lars Olson explains in this week's conversation how the kingdom of heaven is not fair. It's generous. As you'll hear, the kingdom's unfairness, like the landowner's treatment of his laborers, makes people angry. People may hate unfairness, but luckily for us, his grace is readily available and endless. Let's get to this week's conversation. But first... Here's Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. It's your co-host, Kiri Haugen, and myself <laughs> with Lars Olson
2: Ooh. for this
1: fourth week of September. Welcome back to the podcast, Lars.
0: You're you're very welcome. Oh, I mean thank you for welcoming oh my me. Goodness.
2: <laughs> you're blessing us with <laughs> your it's presence right, it's right it's, now. Uh,
0: it really? has been a long hard slog but I have finally made it here to <laughs> grace you with all of the, the the glory that I could shine upon you. Oh Recording
1: this podcast with you is like a landowner who
0: went out early in the morning. I'm okay. just it's funny. What? That's our that's our reading today, right? <laughs> uh, who how did you know?
2: <laughs> all right, I've got to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so we, I you just heard heard me read this this text. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you sounded great by the thank way. Thank you. You're welcome
1: for the kingdom is like, let's start there. What is it? What is the kingdom of heaven? And why is it like this?
2: Like a landowner.
0: Right. So uh, this is, there's a number of parables where Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven and what it's like. Um, And in this one, it's that he's like a landowner and what does the landowner do? Uh, But goes out into the field, uh, into the, into the marketplace in order to find people to, to labor in his vineyard. Um, the kingdom of heaven, he's trying to draw these these uh, comparisons to because people have really no idea what the kingdom of heaven um, could look like. Uh, people generally understand what a kingdom is, right? It's a, it's a land with a ruler. Uh, maybe it's an emperor, maybe it's a constitution, but there's, there's set boundaries and rules, right? This is how far you can go, this is how you can act. And within the kingdom, um, you know what rules, and yeah. that's what Jesus is is pointing out, right? The kingdom of heaven is a kingdom. Uh, God rules in this kingdom, and He's trying to point out how God rules with the kingdom. Kingdoms okay. generally rule with economics or with uh, w- uh, swords or weapons uh, to keep the to keep the peace, as it were. Um, and uh, uh, but. So, people are constantly looking to Jesus to bring in the kingdom of God to the world, right? Where uh, God, uh, God's people can finally have their land back. Uh, the law can be um, upheld and be the, the, mm-hmm. the law of the land. Uh, these days, we would call that something like a theocracy. Um, uh, but Jesus is uh, constantly trying to point out that the kingdom of heaven is not, doesn't operate with the rules of the earth. It's not a better earthly kingdom. It's the kingdom of heaven. And so he uses this, um, this uh, parable of the labors in the vineyard to draw another comparison to what the kingdom of heaven is like.
1: And that, I think that's important, too, because to say the kingdom of heaven is like this is not saying it's verbatim, that once you're, you're in the kingdom of heaven, God's not just selecting you to go do some work, right? Right.
0: Right, right. Um, more important is, the, is this idea of the vineyard. Uh, that is a well known kind of analogy to the to the land of uh, God's people, right? So uh, Isaiah chapter five is a famous song about um, God singing uh, his love song for for his vineyard, right? Yeah. He um, he put a hedge around it. He uh, dug it. Uh, dug a wine vat in it. Um, he he cleared it of stones. He planted the choicest vines. And he expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded sour, wild grapes, right? Yeah. Like he'd done all this for it, uh, and yet it didn't do what, uh, what was expected, right? Um, and so when, when as soon as Jesus starts talking about the vineyard, people's ears should probably perk up a little bit to say, uh, God is providing everything, and yet it doesn't work out the way that it should for some reason. So he's talking about uh, the, the, the vineyard, and, um, and of course, in the vineyard, this landowner, uh, this, this uh, um, uh, wealthy individual, uh, goes out into the marketplace to find people to work in the vineyard, and he finds them early in the morning. At mid morning, in the middle of the day, even in the afternoon, yep. uh, all the way until dinner time, he still goes out there. He's finding all these people that are just sitting idle in the marketplace. And he says, Come, come on, I've got work for you. Come on into the kingdom. Come on into this vineyard and and I'll work for you. And at this point, um the the landowner seems like uh, the, the the best guy around, right? Yeah. Uh, there's like, uh, you know, slum lords, and then there's like good landlords, and then there's like this landowner uh, who is just uh, so happy to give everybody a job. There's not even, yeah. maybe not any even work to do at 5 he's p.m. He's given everyone a uh, chance. But we, uh, he's given them a chance, right? Yep. Uh, and uh, at this point in the parable, everybody's like, wow. Um, that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. Everybody's Everybody gets a chance. Yeah. Everybody's equal. It doesn't. Well, and everybody's them, on board for you it. You
2: hear them say to him, no one has hired us.
0: Right, right. <laughs> he's well,
2: the one willing to hire them, yes, exactly. bring them on board. Even
0: late in the day, right? And he's, it seems like he's constantly going out there to find yeah. them and to bring them in. What a great guy. He's what a great guy. But then
2: what People, a kingdom.
1: It turns. People it start does. getting a little upset. About okay, the outcomes Mason, of this. stop talking about me
2: like that. <laughs> yeah,
1: Kiri, I know you get upset do when I get... I get hired at 5 p.m. and get paid the same amount as you do, okay. and you've been gardening all day long.
2: But seriously, though, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would be ticked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, so I'm getting worked up. My blood's boiling, it's it's, it's not just that they were all paid the same. It's that he made the first... One's in in the morning. Wait to watch the other ones get paid. Right?
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, so they had to keep working. Like literally, it's the first will be the last, last, and the last in. will
0: be first. So the first ones in are the last. Are the the last ones in are the first ones out, and they get uh, they get all this all. This I mean, payment. honestly,
2: when you think about it, in terms of like when you think about it in terms of like actual working and ho- holding your own for yourself or your family. That doesn't feel right. It just doesn't for mm-hmm. us here in regular jobs that pay.
0: You're going to be really angry. I know. I uh, know. This is, this is the point of the parable, right?
2: Exactly. But th- that's where yeah. I think it just strikes so many people.
0: But
1: that's just it. Everybody insists on things being fair. Yes. That is how the so. world well, works. Well,
2: and it's not necessarily... Well, I guess it is fair over equal because, yeah, if I work more... I should receive more than you, who didn't go out to the garden and weed the weeds at all this week, Mason. (laughs) Ergo, I should get the majority of the lettuce. <laughs> so it's
0: important before we get into that second part to point out the, just the context, right? What came right before this? Because at the end of, of uh, chapter 19, Jesus says uh, the, that those who are first will be last and those, those who are last will be first. And so this kind of brackets this, right? And chapter 19 in Matthew is, uh, um, ends with the, the rich young ruler who had all these things, right? But none of them were satisfied to him. He, he he had uh, all of the possessions that that you could have but he comes to Jesus and says what must I do to inherit eternal life mm-hmm. and Jesus says well you know what's in the law go ahead and he says i've done all this and Jesus says well you got to do one more thing lose everything yep and he says no i can't lose everything I, you know i've i've,
1: I've got to provide I am. for myself oh, right
0: um but not only that story but then the then uh, the disciples come and say look at us, Jesus, we've given up everything to follow you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what who, why Jesus is telling this parable, that the last will be first and the first will be last, right? Um, because uh, we see the rich young ruler uh, who has so many things, but can't finally come to even accept that he's going to lose it all. And then we have the disciples saying, um, we've lost it all for you. And so that's the context of this parable, right? Uh, and the point of it is that God's kingdom isn't about what you Earn or have or give up—it's about God's generosity. It's about God's grace, God's mercy, God's kingdom finding you, um, and that's why you know we pause here in the middle to say everybody loves the first half of this because he's such a great landowner. Mm-hmm. But the second half, uh, as he starts paying everybody the same wage, um, that that uh, the first people actually agreed to, right? They were happy to go work for, for yeah. one denarii, right? One denarius. And, uh, um, but when they receive that, after they see the master's generosity, they're no longer happy with it. right? He's been more generous to somebody else. And so God's generosity actually becomes the problem in their eyes.
2: Hmm. Well, yeah. and it is interesting because when you go back and read the beginning of this, He does say, like, after agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them to the vineyard. And then you fast forward a few hours and with the next group, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. Mm -hmm. And so he, it's, he doesn't change. I mean, he changes what he says, but he doesn't change what he says. He doesn't say Perfect. You've worked six hours today, so you'll get mm-hmm. partial day's wage.
0: Right. So that, that word, whatever is right, is going to be really important for us because that word right is um, the word for righteousness and justice and being just, right? Um, and uh, uh, that's a very common word. So what is the, la- the landowner promising to pay them? He's promising to pay them justly right? He's promising to pay them r- right. Um, and uh, so the denarius is, is uh, maybe the right amount of money. It might be a generous amount of money. Um, but what he's actually starting to give in the kingdom of God isn't um, what everybody has earned, but he started, which is a kind of, you know, what you're crowing about here, Curie is that it's not right what he gave them, right? It's not unfair. Yep. Um, but he's giving them what is right in that it's not according to the law. It's not fair. It's generous.
1: And that's why it's so important to really hearken back to say the kingdom of heaven is like. Yeah. It's unfair.
0: It's that's unfair. True.
2: It's selective.
0: And it makes people really angry. It's finally, um, you know, why they want Jesus to stop um, doing this work of being fair to sinners, uh, unfair to sinners, right? Um, start treating us equally. Now that's a very, uh, today kind of language, right? Um, uh, Everybody's equal. Everybody should be treated equally. Uh, We say there's equal protection under the law, all of these things. And everybody's fighting for uh, equality of some sort or another. Um, But here comes uh, Jesus in this parable saying that the kingdom of heaven is unfair. It doesn't give you what you earned. Nope. It gives you what is right. And
2: that is really tough.
0: (laughs) It's really hard for people to take.
2: It's really hard to take because... Everything in life is measured that way. So then you go to the church and you go to your religion and you go to how you raise your family and your kids, even in terms of like, you've got to show them the difference between right and wrong. And if one does something wrong, they get punished because otherwise you'd have mayhem. So you've got to be in that law sort of mentality. Mm -hmm. Well, then you...
0: Oh, you start to see it. Uh, and it, you swap running, over. running the world according to what Jesus says is causes mayhem. It, causes, it does mostly because people hate unfairness. Yes, more than anything. But is that Jesus' fault or is that our sin trying to make Jesus um, bow to I our mean, he gives ideas? Us the fairness. law
2: and the gospel. Right. So it's all Jesus' fault. So
0: the law makes us <laughs> Just fair. Kidding. See, that's what no. that, that's actually what people think that if we had more law. That we would have more fairness, mm-hmm. but really, fairness is the opposite of God's kingdom, right? Where He rules with mercy and generosity, and refuses to give you what you have earned in any sort of way. Um, his grace is always going to be free. You can't you can't earn His favor. His grace is His favor, and you can't earn that in any sort of way, um, not by not by you know what you intend to do, not yeah. by what you uh, have given up doing, not by what you tried not to do. Not by how
2: much you bring your family to church. Not by how you much don't. you bring your
0: family to church. But see, everywhere it looks like we're saying, how are we trying to earn or buy yeah. God's blessing and favor to us? And the point of the parable is you can't, and God's kingdom is about just giving it out to you freely.
1: Can yeah. You, can you talk about the levels of sin, there, quote unquote, levels of sin, our perceptions of that. I mean, everybody thinks that according to the law, a murderer is worse than like petty uh, theft, yes. right? Yeah. Or, but then we, we, you, you hear things in, in Lutheranism that you're, it's just like, well, if you don't do something, that's a sin too. If like you if, don't if, do something, if, it's if you a don't sin answer call. your neighbor's call. Like if my my neighbors are calling me, if I'm go, in the middle, of, go serve at the soup kitchen, and I and I'm,
2: I'm in the middle of being at your house sobbing to you about something else, and you're comforting me.
1: So I've got two neighbors calling me to two separate things, and I yep. answer one of them. That means I'm sinning against the other by That's not right. doing it. So it's like
0: right, and even worse, how do you uh, do you're it? put in the position of judging. Right, which neighbor do I like better? Wh- who needs yeah. me more? Uh, the people down at the soup kitchen are hungry, but my uh, my crying is over here. Do I just leave and g- no? Y- then you're put in the p- position of of uh, judging. Really, what you're doing is saying, um, uh, who do I love more? Right, um, and you are do not have in- infinite love. You can't do it, and so of course, um, when you go to care for your baby, which I hope you would choose, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you are sinning against uh, everybody else in need, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because they're go calling to, your, to you too.
2: But if you go to the soup kitchen, you're sinning. You're against? still sinning. Like you, you cannot you, win here, right? You, you, you simply, cannot win, and I think people
0: you can't win want according to, to win. the law. I mean you yeah. can in a sense in, yeah. in the sense that um, you won't go to jail for uh, abandoning your child uh, and child endangerment those kinds of things you you also won't go to jail for not serving at the soup kitchen so you you can use the law and win according to the law in that way but that you, you can't don't go to jail actually win. but it doesn't produce what the kingdom is giving you which is a okay. peace of knowing that your sin does not have the final word that you are not okay. that you have a have a word from God that disregards your sin, that says you are forgiven. This is the point of the parable, right? That, God's, uh, that God is unfair. <laughs> so uh, um, God forgives a murderer that's different than God forgiving uh, somebody for not going down to the soup kitchen and, and feeding people. Those are of, in this world, according to the law, those are of different uh, quantity, right?
1: Absolutely. But
0: the um, result is the same. But the, re- the, I mean, the result seeming... of forgiveness...
1: Right. Well, the the result of all sin is death. So, right. if whether I murdered somebody or I stole just a gummy didn't, worm or, from Hy-Vee. or I didn't go down to the soup kitchen, you'd think that well, the murderer's worse than the person who just didn't go to the soup kitchen, right? Right. But they both deserve death.
0: Well, they both earn death. Right. This is what uh, this is what we mean by the wages of sin. Everything that leads to death is sin. Uh, everything that leads to life is Christ. So, um. If Christ is uh, is is your life, then you can stop saying, "Well, I have to make my best choices." You still make choices, right? Uh, and I hope you make uh, the choices that that care for that you that care for the people that are most close to you. <laughs> but that ends up then you fighting for your family against others, right? Uh, and so it's a it's a, it's a vicious cycle. Uh, but that's all built upon this idea that there is a right and a wrong according to the law that you can finally fulfill right that the more right you do the better off you'll get yeah um and so as as angry as it makes us that that the kingdom of god is um unfair uh that mercy and generosity are are built into the kingdom of god um where god is not going to stop doing that just because you get angry yeah uh the old testament reading for today is is uh is the story of Jonah, the end of Jonah. Um, and uh, of course, Jonah um, has the same problem. He hates that God is merciful. That's why he says he ran away from going to preach to the Ninevites because he knows God is merciful and he doesn't want mercy for his enemies. Hmm. We hate that God would love people that uh, don't de- earn that it, killed my, deserve my it. my sibling
2: uh, or my, yeah. Right. Yep. Uh,
0: that, that did terrible things. Yeah. Um, and that's really, uh, you know, Jesus is taking on his disciples here saying, but we've been giving up everything we did so good. And he's like, and Jesus is saying to them in this parable, um, it's not about what you gave up. It's not about what you took on. It's not about what you did. It's about what God gives generously. Um, and I love that that little line at the, uh, the end of the parable where, uh, um, you know, it just puts kind of a, just a right on the top of it you know uh, where the where the landowner asks am i not allowed to do uh, what i choose with what belongs to me or are you envious because i am generous <laughs> and that mm-hmm. uh, that word envious really is um is it says uh um is your eye evil because i am generous and the answer to that is of course yes yes god's generosity brings out the evil eye so we look at it and say How can you do that? How dare you when all he's trying to do is give everybody righteousness?
1: But that's where you can finally rest. And I've never, I always come back to this, that it's the Martin Luther quote, sin and sin boldly. And it's like, well, that's a strange saying. Why would you instruct somebody to go out and sin? But Mm -hmm. when you finally recognize that you can rest in that promise that God is merciful and he's unfair yep. in an entirety. If everything that you do is sin, yeah, you, you finally it. can rest in that promise that I can choose to go serve my neighbor and serve them to my best capability, knowing that God is merciful to me.
2: I'm going to pick who I need to help today and tonight. And that is okay. I'm going to be doing against one and for the other. And Jesus will deal with it. He will take that and he will use it.
0: Yeah, I think it's important that that's the context that that quote comes from, right? Um, uh, Luther's actually speaking to his colleague who is, uh, who is distraught over, "Oh, how am I going to do all this in the right way? Uh, so sin and sin boldly it does not mean go out and harm people. He's saying, um, do it. And do it boldly, not because what happens when you do it is sin. Um, but at the same time, we're saying um, instead of just sin boldly, he also goes and says, but believe in Christ even more boldly, because Christ's forgiveness is readily at hand. And that's what the kingdom of God looks like.
1: And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Lars Olson for teaching us that the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner hiring workers throughout the day and paying them generously. God's unfairness makes people angry. They think more law would result in more fairness, but in reality, it's God's unfairness that delivers the promise. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? That's God, and He is generous. Are you looking to deepen your understanding of the Christian faith or of a particular tenet of Lutheranism? Luther House of Study has a suite of free interactive courses available. Visit lutherhouseofstudy.org to see their available courses, create an account to track your progress, and dive deeper into your learning. Also, If you're looking to make an impact with your charitable giving toward the end of the year, please consider donating to Luther House of Study. Whether that's sponsoring a podcast episode or making a tax-deductible donation that supports Luther House's mission, we thank you so much for making our work possible. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember, God is unfair. We'll see you next time on Scripture First.